here we go, here we go, Gav Mac and Flo. Here we are for the second time this week. It is the Bundesliga show, episode 17 of this season. As I said, it's myself, Gav Mac, and a boy Flozif. Flozif, imagine this, right? In less than 24 hours, we will be sinking Pefkin. We'll be sinking all the other types of Kölsch together in Germany. How awesome is that? That's music to my ears. I literally have saved myself up for you because I haven't had a, just a, even a small zip of alcohol this year so far. So I'm really buzzing and looking forward to have a nice evening. Ah, well, to me, that then sounds like it is going to be a cheap date for for me tomorrow uh, when I get to Germany. Because, like, look, after after a month off, off the alcohol, it only takes a couple to start feeling it, you know? I'm feeling it already. I'm so hyped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Today funny. in the office, I just had, like, songs which... Uh, um, encouraging me to drink. Absolute love it. Absolutely legendary. Buzzing. Um, we might be joined by Devo. Not quite sure if he is going to join us or not. And the reason being, he is a dad of now two, of course, if you didn't know already from episode 16, um, where we learned that he is now a dad of two. However, the kids are ill and the wife is ill. So if he can get in, he will, and we will welcome him to the show if not then so be it and it'll just be myself handsome mac and him handsome flow but yeah it's the it's the hinrunder the halfway point of the season 17 games have been played so far and there's 17 games left to go and still all to play for in various areas of the bundesliga as well so like buying a top at the moment they're only three points clear of Union Berlin because because uh, Bayern dropped points again, this time at home. We'll talk about that in a couple of moments' time. And at the bottom of the league, it's still all to play for as well, unless you're Schalke. And we all know what the situation is with Schalke. They're terrible. And it's funny. It's funny watching them, watching their demise. So, is it, in fact, Flo, is it funny watching their demise? Uh, this time it it hurts a little. I'm I'm not a Schalke fan, far away from it, but it's like the last the two years ago when they relegated, it had to be like this. It was mismanagement all the time, and now it's just a lack of money. And they're doing their best, they're doing bits, but it's it's simply not not enough. The financial limitations they have, they're mm. horrible, and they're trying to help the club, but it's uh, very difficult. And I'm quite sure that they'll have to leave Bundesliga again and this will make it even more difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult for them. And like, and people that don't know the Bundesliga all that much, and this is what this show is for, really. It's, we do it for education in the UK. I mean, like for you, it's it, it's decent, you know, and like that's your that's your local league. Me, for, like I just love the Bundesliga and I love Bundesliga football. But we are so used to seeing a Schalke side battling it at the top of the league over the years. We, we used to seeing big names playing for them. The likes of Raul has turned up there. You know, the likes of... Um, 
Ah, Goretzka, Draxler, Goretzka, Huntler, Draxler, yeah. you name it. Um, Mauer Neuer, you know, yeah. like these these are big names that are, are well-known, household names. And at the moment, they are in the abyss right now. And, you know, one of the, one of the players that is probably standing out for them at the moment is um, Kazuki, who got himself on the score sheet. Um, <laughs> someone who you could probably say is one for the future, but how long will he be able to last at Schalke? He's, for me, he's far too good to be knocking around at Schalke. If they go down, which is more than likely, they've got less than double-digit points at this stage of the season. However, <laughs> with that in mind, actually, um, this is not actually their worst return at the Hinrunde either. They, they they had less points last time. <laughs> that, that, that's true. But it's in the same year, Mainz had uh, the same amount of points. Mm. And they were able to uh, stay in the league and look where they are now, doing solid, solid work. Had a good season, good run last year. So uh, there is still hope, but you know it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, I, I know that all too well, and that's why I'm not getting too carried away. With what's going on at the Arsenal right now? But yeah, on Tuesday night, Schalke at home against Leipzig, who are doing everything they can to to put as much pressure on as possible. They're, they're third in the table at Leipzig and are just four points off Bayern. Are we, are we waiting for Bayern to go on their run or are we saying that Leipzig actually have an opportunity to, to put some serious pressure on this Bundesliga chase? Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not so romantic and I'm used to Bayern Munich being champion for 11 years straight now. So I'm waiting for a run. But it's quite remarkable that it's only four points at this point of the season. Mm. And uh, I guess we'll be talking about Union Berlin. For Leipzig, 32 points is, is good. It's solid. It's very good work. If you double it, it's 64. That qualifies for Champions League. Mm. But Union Berlin, 33 points. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Oh, no. Honestly. I'm, I, this is what I'm saying on episode 16. I don't think it's against the realms of possibility that they could go on and make a title charge next season. And the reason why I'm saying it is just because they've been in the Bundesliga since twenty the 2018-19 season or the 19-20 season? The 19-20 season. No, yeah. Let, let me... Yeah, they it was the 19-20 in, yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. promoted in 2019. And we were like, oh, well, Union Berlin, you know, tiny stadium, no players, everyone's about 85 they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to do anything. And then they came 11th. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, you know, mid-table. Right, second season syndrome. We're just waiting for them to have their demise and go down. They finish 7th. They get into Europe. The following season, they finish 6th. They get into the, the, the second tier of Europe. And then this year, I'm not saying they're odds-on to get to the Champions League, but if they did... It would be. It still would be a surprise, but would it be that much of a surprise thinking about it? You know, their home record is unbelievable. It would They're... be a sign of a of solid work, of just good work from the management. Yeah, it's progress. That's what we want to see. We want to see progress. And if you think about it, Leipzig, they're still in their building process. If if you really deep it. They're still a new club, RIB Leipzig. So 
what they're doing right now, yeah, they've got a couple of quid, but the way they spend is smart business. And, you know, and, and the way they play, just, it doesn't matter who's in charge. They've had various managers since they've been in the top flight and challenging. And right now, Marco Rosa has got a, a team together and they're playing. They need more signings. They do, as we alluded to before. Their squad is thin, but their starting eleven is strong. And they won 6-1 against Schalke uh, on Tuesday. And they were, they were brilliant. Andre Silva, you know I don't like him. Everyone knows I don't like him. But he gets to the right place at the right time, which does my head in. And him getting on the score sheet, um, Heinrich is doing bits. Um, Timo Werner scored as well just before half time. Uh, Yusuf Paulson, he's been there. He's been he's part of the the original he's been there in, in third setup. league. Yeah, he was yeah. signed as a 19 year old for like 800,000 euros from a Danish club. Yeah, and still part of the team. Yeah, he's still there. And um, but like your man Danny Olmo, I, I love him and. Uh, and what a goal that he scored. Tell you what, lads. That's a cracking goal, that is. Fuck me sideways. What a finish. What are you saying? Yeah, this, this goal is just pure class. Having the overview, chipping it into the uh, into the corner at the far post. It was just lovely to see it. I, I believe some Schalke fans even applauded wow. for that goal. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're a football fan, watch watch this goal. It's just like a, at least as a national class player, maybe potential world class player scoring like this. Mm. That's what it is, mate. Honestly, love it. I love Danny Armo. I'm I'm surprised he's not made a move since, but he's been there for, the, for a couple of years now, and he seems like he's made Leipzig home. Like, I don't. Know, I've never been to Saxony before. What's it? Have you been to Saxony? What's it like? Dangerous for you, I'd say. <laughs> and you know what, Flo, right? <laughs> no, but, no, uh... <coughs> no bullshit, right? Listen, right? Well, when, when, at the end, like, put it this way, I'm coming out to see you tomorrow, um, this weekend. I'm coming out to see you. But before I booked my flight, my I was speaking to my younger brother and he was like, oh, I think I'm going to go to Milan at the end of the month. I want to go watch some um, Serie A football. I was like, I'm down for going to watch some football abroad. And then I said to him, what day is it? He was like, it's midweek. I was like, I've got my daughter then, you know, but the weekend I'm available. And I looked at flights anywhere in Europe, if I'm honest, just go watch a local game. And I saw flights for Germany coming up like dirt cheap. I was like, okay, I'm going to go Germany. Let me have a look at some fixtures. And I saw that Leipzig are at home. I saw flights of 25 quid. Something in my head said, don't go to Saxony. Not right now. And if I am going to go, go with a crew. And not to go cause trouble, but more just to protect myself. Because I like to travel alone. I know in Cologne, I am safe. I know in Berlin, I am safe. But Saxony, just something told me, don't go. Not yet. Yeah, it's, it's a bit stereotypical of me saying something like that. And Leipzig is, is a lovely city. And it's um, it's quite open-minded for former East German uh, cities, I'd say. 
and you have many open-minded people and nice cities in, uh, in the eastern part of Germany or former eastern part. But it's just like that the whole area in general has like a problem with a little bit racism, right-wing parties, etc. Mm. You, you won't see that a lot on the street if you're a tourist. But and there are some places you, you better you better not going. That's the and, thing. Um, still, I would recommend Leipzig for a football trip. That That's something I have to say. I'll it's come it's as one a of way, the best trips. I'll come as an away fan with you. And uh, I'll look for, for you and, and Martin and all, all, the, all the rest of the boys for protection. That's what I'll do. Um, <laughs> um, Leipzig, they had money. They had the, the 50 plus one shit, shit going on. Um, another team that had that sort of vibe and someone, a, a team that came from nowhere. If you could, if you want to argue, come from nowhere was Hoffenheim, and, and they drew two apiece with Stuttgart. Now Andre Kramaric um, got himself a brace, um, but it wasn't all as easy as they wanted wanted it uh, as they would have wanted it to be. Uh, Stuttgart they got an equaliser on the halfway, uh, literally on the stroke of halftime. Uh, Jurassi again on the score sheet. He loves it at the moment. Um, and Wataro Endo uh, got himself uh, a goal as well, which was just before the, the red card from Ahmada. Um, this result will hurt Stuttgart a little bit because they're trying to get away from it. And to be fair, it's going to hurt Hoffenheim as well, isn't it? Because Hoffenheim have sort of like been dragged into this relegation battle a little bit. Yeah, there's literally there's no winner out of this game because both needed the points desperately. Maybe Hoffenheim is the more lucky side in, uh, in this constellation because uh, they equalized in the last minute and Stuttgart would have been ha would have the same amount of points. But still, this is not a place where Hoffenheim is seeing themselves and they had a pretty pretty decent start at the beginning, but somehow it's just not working. There are some some problems. They're kind of stuck. And they they need to be careful because three points is uh, is nothing to relegation playoff spot, and the season is long. Mm, yeah, exactly. And there's as I said, like we're at the halfway point. There's still 17 games to go. 17 big games for a lot of teams that are, are trying to seal their fate, whether it be for a Champions League spot, for a European spot in general, or trying to stay in the Bundesliga. There's still so much to work with. Uh, going going on in the Bundesliga. Um, Hertha Berlin, they are shocking. We know this. Um, we, we have our Schalke Rashad situation, which well, I didn't actually play, but not to worry. We might have to change it for Bochum. We might have to change it for Hertha, but I think it's Hertha that deserve um, to have their own slot on this show and we can cuss them out to, to the umpteenth degree. They lost 5-0 at home to Wolfsburg. But Wolfsburg is scoring goals for fun at the moment. Yeah, possibly we call it Hertha a horrible. So yeah. that would fit into the tradition. But Wolfsburg is just just banging it at the moment. I mean, 11 goals in two games. Uh, nine games without uh, a loss. Really five consecutive wins or six it is mm. right now. They're just loving life and um, everything seems to work. And for them, it's about to... Yeah, to maintain that streak, to yeah. to keep riding the wave. Yeah, and they're for just four points off second spot as well. Like they they had a, 
torrid start to the season. But as you mentioned, that run has just kept that momentum going. And I feel like the fans are starting to believe that this could be a super special season for Wolfsburg. Um, Svanberg opened the scoring after just four minutes. Uh, Maxi Arnold with the penalty on 31 minutes before Jonas Fint uh, made it 3-0 just before half-time. Uh, Rida Baku, 2-2. Two two. Uh, that's five in the last six games now that he's scored. And uh, Omar Mamouche. That was the goal, wasn't it? Omar Mamouche? Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> What are you saying, bro? Yeah, Mamouche is always in trouble for dribbling too much and not passing the ball, but this time he did exactly the right thing or he proved his critics wrong. <laughs> long, long ball from Courtois from the uh, from the back of, of the field and uh, Mamouche just took the ball from it and um, dribbled past basically the whole Hertha defense and just smashed it into the goal. Quite a nice goal and... Um, yeah, if he continues like this, he's a real weapon for Wolfsburg. Yeah, but sure. he needs to prove that it's uh, it's long term and not just a one time. Yeah, we don't we don't like flashes in the pan. That's what we don't like. But Hertha, they are second from bottom. They're in the relegation position. They're two points off um, both Bochum and Stuttgart. But just it might only be two points, but that that gap. It, I, I feel is much larger than it suggests because of how bad Herter are right now. What do they need to do to try and change to turn things around? Uh, maybe they need to sack the coach. Again. I mean, it, it didn't, <laughs> yeah, Sandro Schwarz. He was already coach last season, I believe, and it was like a quite average season. So maybe it's helpful. It's it's the mechanisms of the of the business, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. taking the coach they still have five days left to sign some players but one or two players won't save the whole squad no it's a very very difficult question at the moment i feel for for me it's for her to, to survive it's relying on others to mess up rather than them getting themselves out of it i can't see how they will be able to to build themselves out of it if they get themselves into that cheeky 16th spot i feel like they're gonna they're going to survive. It happens more often than not that the team in 16th end up beating the team in third in spite of Bundesliga. But yeah, th this reminds me that I said something wrong. Hertha had a horrible season last season. They finished in the playoff spot and uh, drew against Hamburg. Yeah. And, well, won against Hamburg. <laughs> so, yeah, di very difficult situation for Hertha Berlin. And they're unlucky that this time or this year there's not a team which is horrible like it was last year with Arminia Bielefeld and Greuther Fürth. Mm. So one team will have to take the painful way down to second Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, I, I really think it is their time. Um, and the final game that happened on Tuesday was uh, was Bayern at home to Köln. And Köln obviously uh, had their fantastic result of the weekend against Bremen, 7-1 winners. Mm. And that would have buoyed them up to turn up to uh, the Allianz Arena. But I don't think they genuinely believe they'll be able to get something out of it. And it it took it took a special goal from Joshua Kimi. Tell you what, lads. That's a cracking goal, that is. Fuck me sideways. What a finish. It took something special from Joshua Kimmich to 
spoil the party, really. And that would have been lovely. Turn up in Köln tomorrow with party vibes going on. They've just beat Bayern. You know, that would be great. And now I feel like they've, they will probably feel like they've been robbed of, of two points there. But at the end of the day, it's Bayern. And Bayern at home, they, they, they did dominate, you know, 78% possession. And they had 25 shots, seven of which on target. But I still feel that Köln will, will feel hard done by. Yeah, it's, it's bad timing conceding a goal in the additional time. But it's, it was well-deserved. Cologne put the brave performance on the pitch. It was a very good performance for Cologne. And they were courageous and they're trying their best. Especially in the first half, it worked out quite well for them. The first goal from Cologne after just a couple of minutes from a set piece. Mm. Then the second half after Julian Nagelsmann made, uh, made some adaptions in the squad. It was just Bayern. Only Bayern all the time. And... Uh, mm. Lots of chances, so the equaliser was well-deserved, even though it was quite a bit lucky and uh, a real screamer from Joshua Kimmich. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, a number of games that happened on uh, on Wednesday, which was yesterday, if you're watching it live, um, a couple of days ago, if you're listening back, especially to the Mandem over in uh, Australia. Big up all the people in Australia that watch this show as well and that listen to our show. Um, because I think you guys deserve some love. Um, there's a big following of Bundesliga football. Uh, we found a page on Facebook that, that, that follow the, the Bundesliga religiously. And there's also a page over in Boston in America that also follow the Bundesliga religiously as well. And we, we want to give some love to, to those guys over in the, in the States as well. Uh, for supporting the show and, and giving us the old the likes and the shares and all that sort of stuff as well. So big up to all you guys. Um, but um, yeah, Wednesday night, there were a number of games. Um, the early game was uh, Mites and Dortmund. Um, Mites scoring a goal after just two minutes. And I thought, I thought they probably thought they were on cloud nine at that point. And, you know, on this show, we love Bo Svensson. King's Bo Svensson, as we call him. Um, they were able to hold on to that lead. Uh, Ryerson, the new signing for Dortmund, scoring just a couple of moments later as well, before Gio Reyna with a winner. Um, that's the second winner he scored in two games. Yeah, and a very special assist from uh, Sebastian Alea. Yes. Who made his first assist for the, for Borussia Dortmund. It's quite a nice story, but uh, as we said it on Monday, it's very good for Giorena for his um, self confidence after all everything that happened at the World Cup. Yes, he seems to be uh, being back on track, back in line. Yeah, he's loving it, and it, it's great. It's great to see him doing bits as well. Um, Augsburg, my outsiders for Europe at the beginning of the season in my pre-season predictor. Um, <laughs> they're not quite doing it at the moment, but you know, just 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 the eleven points off a European position. However, they did pick up a vital win to try and get themselves away from the relegation positions and also throw a little bit of caution to the wind for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, Berisha on the score sheet with just eight minutes to go uh, before the end of the game. This is a blow for Gladbach, isn't it? It is. Gladbach can't be satisfied with the way the Hinrunde ended. I mean, 22 points is, is very bad um, amount of points to have if you have the opportunities of Gladbach. They're not a, a top 
top four side from my point of view or not even top five but they're still having i mean they have players who played the world cup final like turam and uh, they had summer uh, summer until christmas or until he just signed by munich mm. so it's, it's still a good side and uh, yeah, that's just a pretty average result and they can't be satisfied with that and as you said for augsburg it was a massive win needed to pick up some uh, some results and you need to win your home games and that's what they just did very courageous performance in that match and it was uh, well deserved for them to win it yeah for sure um two teams that both had you know outside title potential um both teams needed all three points to keep that pressure on bayern unfortunately finished one each um and that's between freiburg and frankfurt and um that result i'm it's it's quite it's quite an an honest an honest re- uh, reflection and for uh, for freiburg it's very important important for them to get something on the on the board after their humbling at the weekend against wolfsburg yeah i think freiburg showed a good reaction they played very well and it's rather a lucky point for uh, for frankfurt so if you were just looking at this match, or maybe at also the last match of Frankfurt, although they, they grabbed some results, they didn't play very well. Well, that's kind of a sign of a top team to, to grab points and not playing good. Yep. But um, I don't want to sound too harsh, but if they continue having these performances, they will start losing a game every now and then, maybe. We'll see. In general, it's just totally interesting this season how close the table is from spot two to seven so the whole international positions everything is possible and i still believe that uh, and i have to believe it as there's a chance for Bayer leverkusen to yeah i was gonna somewhere say over there i was gonna say you can't like look like you're way more of a leverkusen fan than i am you are leverkusen your name is flo leverkusen wolfram you know what i mean like i'm just a I'm a casual uh, but, but, fan, but I live I live in Kölner uh, in Kölner Street. That's that's some yeah Kölnerstrasse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and to be fair, when I came over in the summer, I wore my Leverkusen shirt in the street because I don't I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll do what I want, apart from going to Saxony. But like, look, if Leverkusen pick up a result at the weekend, the weekend they got Dortmund by the way at home. If they pick up a result in that game, then there's a conversation for Champions League again. I feel like if 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 Leverkusen can't pick up a result this weekend, it might just be a little stretch too far. But, you know, they're in and around it. Freiburg are in and around it. Lever- um, Frankfurt are in and around it. Um, Union Berlin we'll talk about in a moment. But, like, it is a lot tighter than you think. And I think... You said like second to seventh. I think we can argue second to eighth, and but more so if Leverkusen can can pick up a win against against Dortmund. Yeah, a win would be would be vital, but very important are the games after it. It's uh, I believe Augsburg, Hoffenheim, and Mainz. Yeah. So three three squads on 12th, 13th, 14th position, which you just need to beat. Yeah. But still, even if they if they lose against Dortmund and they beat all or win all three games, 
they still have less points than Dortmund if they would lose all of their games afterwards. So it's, yeah. you see, it's still a long way. But what makes me confident is that uh, Leverkusen managed it in the in the recent years to come back from such an amount of points. I remember in the 18-19 yeah. season, it was like 10 points, eight match days to go, and Leverkusen still qualified for Champions League. So everything's yeah. open. It's still possible. Still possible. A um, couple more games to talk about. Um, Bremen and Union Berlin. Um, this was just... This was just a... Defensively, it was awful, wasn't it? How many, how many, how many balls were cleared off the line? How many like bounced off the post and like there was so much like shepherd try to shepherd the ball out and like or just kick it out for a corner or stuff like that. You know, um, Arnold Pieper with his first goal in fifty-three Bundesliga games um, and his first goal for 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 uh, for Bremen since signing for uh, since signing from Bielefeld. And probably deserved at that point, but then he put himself in a very awkward position for the equaliser. And then from then on, it was just I don't know. This game was shambolic. It was just like the the, the equaliser from Pipa when he just passed the ball not uh, strong enough to Pavlenka. Pavlenka in general played a really weird game. So that he was very lucky with one goal after he just passed the ball to a Union Berlin uh, player, and uh, it was called handball because it just yeah. barely touched the hand of Geraldo Becker. I wouldn't have called that. And in in general, it was a very poor defense defense perform or defensively defensively performance from uh, from Bremen. Yeah, and it fits that uh, former Bremen player or at least youth player Kevin Behrens, who's from the city, yeah. born and bred. Uh, Scores the goal, yeah, and brings Bremen closer to the relegation zone. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, Bremen obviously they're they're back in the big time um, after their awful season a couple of years back. But like, yeah, they need to start thinking about what they what they're doing right now. And there's a good chance that they could find themselves in an awkward position. They're in eleventh at the moment, of Bremen, um, but they're only only five points above the. Uh, the relegation playoff position, which is currently occupied by Bochum. So, it, you know, anything and everything can change. And, uh, and finally, on Bochum, that's who Leverkusen beat during the week, 2-0. Uh, um, how happy are you with that performance? And um, is that enough? Do you feel like there could have been more from, from Leverkusen against um, such a, well, I'd say such a poor side, but a team that... Are, you can argue are in a bit of form at the moment, Bochum. I'm very happy with the results. Obviously, three points, no goals conceded. That's solid. The game was quite quite boring, to be honest. But it seemed to me that Leverkusen had it mostly under control. was quite good. But uh, the team tends to be too easy if it seems like it's a con controlled game. The same happened in Gladbach. This time, Bochum, they were just lacking quality especially in the offense, to make anything out of it. But uh, if you face a side like Dortmund on the weekend, it will become very, very dangerous. And, you know, you can expect Leverkusen to play very defensively against Dortmund. It's what they did the last, uh, especially in Gladbach, not that much against Bochum, but they scored an early goal. 
So they didn't need to do that much offensively and focus on counterattacking. And I believe that it's a similar strategy they will have, they will yeah they will use on uh, Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, well, so I've got got a couple of minutes before I need to run away. So um, let's have a look at some fixtures. Uh, so Friday night, Leipzig versus uh, Stuttgart. Um, Leipzig, their home form is phenomenal. What does Stuttgart need to do to try and get something out of this game? I don't know, maybe f uh, force a red card for Leipzig very early in the, in the game, just provoking uh, their opponents. But yeah, I see no chance for Stuttgart in that match. Mm. Um, and then Saturday's games got Mites versus Bochum, um, the Berlin derby, Hertha hosting against Union Berlin, Freiburg versus Augsburg, uh, Bremen versus Wolfsburg, um, Hoffenheim versus Gladbach. And then the evening game is Bayern versus Frankfurt. What's the standout games for you there? The Berlin Derby. And this maybe could be a turning point. I know it sounds weird, but derbies, they have their own rules. Yes. And um, Hertha's at home, they'll have 75,000 spectators in the stadium, which is usually just filled like with 50,000. So there could, could be a chance they will have an emotional crowd behind them. Yeah. But if if they are losing this and if they are performing like they did the last couple matches or the last two matches, then they'll be in real trouble, especially from the fan side. I can imagine that there might be some riots if if a if a whitewash happens or something like that. But um yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope it's not coming to that and we'll have an interesting game. Obviously Bayern Munich against Frankfurt is a very spicy match. Yes. And Leverkusen against Dortmund on Sunday, I guess you come to that. Mm. Just because of the two teams, they're just spectacular when they're facing each other. I just I'm I'm like my my Saturday game is 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 the Bremen Wolfsburg game, if I'm honest, because this is a game the, which the W is, Derby. It's a W Derby, the green the 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 um the Grun Derby. And like I just think this is a typical game where you just this is the Akabuster. Because you would literally be like, right, okay, let me just build my acker up. Yeah, this is going to team. This team's going to win. Uh, let me put Wolfsburg in there as well. I've just got a weird feeling that Bremen are just going to be like, right, here we go. Let's mess it up for everybody. And it would be a typical Bremen performance to come out of this and win 2-1. Do you see what I mean? Like, this is what they do. And then they'll have a bit of belief and then they'll lose their next game. Like, that's... That's, that's, that's what Bremen do and that's why no one can stand them but yeah Sunday is is game day really isn't it um big two big games in 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 the Bundesliga of course um we have got the Le uh, Leverkusen versus Dortmund game which we are attending which I'm very excited but Schalke versus Köln as well like that is that's a massive game and Schalke need to get something out of this game however Köln will want to try and you know bully it with the with the boys upstairs yeah I believe Cologne is from my point of view the the favorite in this game obviously if you look at the at the table and just the momentum I mean Schalke is horrible Cologne, they'll come over there with 6,000 uh, crazy fans to support the team. And they will just enjoy playing at Schalke, I guess. It will be mm. an easy game for them to play because they can, if Cologne just focuses on their qualities, on doing high pressing, on uh, yeah, just playing one-on-one, -on -one, they'll win this match. Yeah. 
Indeed. Right, well, um, Flo, next time I speak to you, I'll be at the airport. So um, yeah. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, you, you'll be having a, a cold coach in your hand. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already on a couple of the German beers right now. Found, found, found one the other day. It's called, um, it's not the greatest, don't get me wrong, but it's called Steinhauser. I'm getting in the mood. I'm getting in the mood. Um, it's not Kolsch. I'll be honest with you. It definitely isn't Kolsch. However, it tastes nice. And um, it might be late, but I'm going to have another one anyway, because I can, because I'll do what I want. Um, but no, it's been a pleasure, Flo. Um, always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks everybody for getting involved and like you know, like supporting and watching and dipping in and dipping out or doing whatever you're doing. Um, don't forget that you can subscribe to the channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash MAD Sports Network. Um, hit that notification bell, smash those like buttons, and um, also as it's going on the bottom of the screen, if you are watching it, if you're listening then you're already listening, which is great. Um, but just so you know, you don't just have to listen to it on Spotify. We prefer you to listen on Spotify, if I'm honest. You know, got got kids to feed and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, search the Bundesliga show and your search bar of your preferred podcast provider, whether it be Apple Music, uh, Google Play, uh, we're on Amazon Music as well, as well as Spotify and a couple others as well. But literally just search Die Bundesliga Show anywhere. And I believe if you put Die Bundesliga Show into Google, our name comes up first, uh, which is which is pretty damn cool. So yeah, keep supporting, keep the love. And um, we will be back on Monday night for episode 18 of Die Bundesliga Show. But for myself, Gav Mack, the boy over there, Flo, thank you very much. Take care and good night. <laughs>